The following podcast is a Dear Media production. The camera is on. I cannot see a thing with these sunglasses. So let's get started. Hello, everybody, and what's up? And welcome back to Unhinged with Chris Clemens. Now, if you are watching today's episode on youtube.com slash at sign unhinged, highly recommend. It's a good time. Be sure to subscribe while you're there. I look insane. And that is because we are going to be discussing maybe the greatest episode of reality television that happened this week. And I want to talk about it, but I'm going to get to it later in the episode. But these sunglasses are a nod to my girl, Heather, who is a former guest of this podcast. Um, I am going to take these off because I cannot see a literal damn thing. However, um, I'm very excited about today's episode. And I'm just, yeah, I was going to get into like how much I love this podcast and like how I love that I'm just able to ramble and talk about whatever I want. Yeah, girl, that's called a podcast. Now, before we get into the episode, be sure to subscribe to Unhinged with Chris Clemens wherever you get your podcasts. We just joined the Dear Media family, which is super exciting. Like I said, there are video episodes up on youtube.com slash at sign unhinged. I love the video podcast. We've redone the set. It's just a vibe. Um, And then we'll be doing the after show on patreon.com slash Chris Clemens. Get into it. Be sure to rate and review, even though you haven't heard the episode. (laughs) Um, Now, for this episode, we're not going to do any advice uh, questions that you guys have emailed in. But always, whenever you have a quandary or a debate or anything you need settled in your life or advice for, email unhingedwithchrisclemens at gmail.com. And uh, we'll be getting to those next week. Some, Some of you guys have some problems that you need fixed. You need addressing. And I'm here to dress them, or no, address them. Uh, I don't know what's going through my head. I'm still thinking about Bravo and only Bravo. Bravo, Bravo, fucking Bravo. <laughs> okay, so yes, we are going to talk about uh, a Real Housewives franchise, but not quite yet, because in the spirit of this episode, it was the season finale. Oh my God, it was the season finale heard around the world. Um, I wanted to be nosy. I wanted juicy gossip. And I also thought, you know what? I want to hear from Reddit. So we are doing some juicy gossip from Reddit. Uh, I went on the subreddit, I think it's called. I don't use really Reddit except to like look up juicy stuff for the podcast. But I went on today. I fucked up. And I've got three fun little stories. <laughs> and I just want to share them because... I mean, these won't even come close to amounting to the gooping, the gaggery, and the goop goo 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 (laughs) that happened on the show. I don't know what any of this is, but I am just, I've never been so excited to have a microphone halfway down my throat. Um, Okay. Today I fucked up Reddit. This is one of them. So I, female 21, took way too many fireball shots on New Year's. I had my friend and brother from out of town staying over and they finally got to meet my roommate. She and I had said we would do a New Year's kiss. And by that point in the night, I was drunker than I'd ever been in my life. Been there. I don't remember how it happened, but I was kissing the girl in line behind me. Then the next thing I remember is going over to my roommate, female 23, and kissing her. And I guess I pulled her in to kiss again because she sat me down this morning to talk about, quote, the elephant in the room. 
Me hitting on her hard during our New Year's kiss. She said I had tried to make out with her and she stopped it because I was a super sloppy drunk. I didn't know what to say because I was so embarrassed and barely remember the night at all. I feel like I should go back and apologize for how I acted and tell her how embarrassed I am about it. I definitely don't think that that is a bad start. This is like one of the reasons that I would be California sober in a second because there is truly nothing worse than waking up after an excessive night of drinking or a night of excessive drinking, better phrased, and feeling like, what the fuck did I just do? Which is, I guess, the modern phenomenon of anxiety. But I... Oh my God, There, I, more times than not. And it's like, I'll be with like me and my three best friends. We'll go out drinking, get hammered. And I'll be like, oh my God, I was so annoying. They fucking hate me. I cry. Oh my God, that's a big thing I do when I get drunk. At least you kiss someone. And it seemed consensual, I guess, except for like the excessive making out part and being a sloppy drunk, excessively making out. But I, oh my God, just always end up like crying or feeling so emotional. And then I get embarrassed with how emotional I was. Like, there's nothing worse than that drunk bitch who is like, everybody's just trying to do like the, I don't know why the conga line was the first thing that came to mind, but everybody's just trying to drop it low and vibe out. And then it's like, to be that like emotionally heavy bitch is like not the move. And I'm always so afraid of that being me. But yeah, I mean, that's also another thing is that like, I'm a very consensual I'm a very, like, I want everyone to feel comfortable. And I always get worried. I'm like, was I hitting on someone too hard? Was I just so drunk that I was like, they're feeling the same. (laughs) And then they're not. Because that has happened uh, multiple times. Not of, like, any physical things happening. But just, like, me thinking that there's a vibe when it's like, babe, you're just looking at the situation through drunk goggles. Chris, stop doing that. So I very much commiserate with this one, but I would definitely probably apologize and talk about how... See, I think in these moments, owning it is like the best you can do. Like, bitch, be Oprah, have the own network. I just feel like once you're aware of like, it was cringy and awkward and embarrassing, nobody else can like, can say shit. So girl, own it. (laughs) All right. The next, these just get like more and more like, whoa. The last one is my favorite, I think. (laughs) All right. The next one I got from today, I fucked up. This happened last week, but I've been repressing the memory and I'm ready to confront it now. The actual confrontation is a translation into English. Oh, this one's like almost hard to read. I have been very increasingly frustrated with the amount of people who leave their dog shit on the street in my neighborhood. And I'm sure you can already see where this is going. I always pick up my dog's shit, but have to live in fear of standing on or even slipping into shit, which has happened several times more than I care to admit. That really might be up there with like fears of mine. I'm putting my glasses back on, which did just make this 10 times harder to read, but I'm committing to the to the look. Anyway, long story short, I saw a guy just ignore his dog's shit. He looked completely normal from a distance, and the dog didn't have any kind of special harness. He also didn't have any kind of cane or anything. He was about 15 to 20 feet away, and I decided to take action. (laughs) I yelled at him, Hey, buddy, pick up the shit. Yo, yo, yo. Hello, why are you ignoring me, asshole? I thought, 
This fucking asshole is going to straight up ignore me. So I encroached further. I was like, hey, motherfucker. One, are, are, sorry, I can't read with the glasses on. Hey, motherfucker, are you going to pick up the shit or not? He turned around, had no idea I was talking to him. His eyes were completely fucked up and disfigured, different colors, pointing in all kinds of directions at once. He calmly said, hey, no, I'm blind. <laughs> Oof. In shock, I then did the typical male double down. Oh my God. See, here's the thing though. At least this male can own it. Take that. Today I fucked up story number one. <laughs> In shock, I then did the typical male double down. Oh, so you're just going to leave it? And he calmly says, yes. I was like, oh, okay. Sorry. And walked away with my cheeks burning with shame. I am so sorry to that dude. <laughs> yeah, that is like straight up out of one of my favorite episodes of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, <laughs> which is when I think it's Kim and Chloe in Miami and they're looking for, I think, a cortadito. <laughs> it's like a coffee. Um, they're looking for coffee and they're like shouting from their Rolls Royce. And they're like, hi, excuse me. Do you know where we can get coffee? And the person goes, oh, you're... And then the person like talks. I'm not going to mimic it. And Chloe goes, oh, you're deaf? Okay, thank you. Love you. <laughs> That's exactly what this story reminded me of. And I just really, I really love that any man doubling down on bullshit male behavior gets pwned like that. Mm, it's like music to my ears a little. Oh, wow. I'm also going to say that I've had way too much caffeine today and I'm a little shaky. And also, that's why I'm talking strictly so fucking fast. All right, I'm putting the glasses back on and I'm getting into the last one. <laughs> I'm going away with my new boyfriend for our first getaway together. This person wrote it like it was some sort of like either grocery list or like haiku that went about 30 lines too much. Like each sentence is like a line. I, I I don't know how to describe this. Anyways, I'm going away with my new boyfriend for our first getaway together. Dublin. Beautiful hotel booked. Last night, I got zero sleep. Parentheses, migraine. Managed to get through work. Come home and decided to prep my undercarriage for the naughty weekend away. And you all know where this is going, I hope. I usually have pubic hair. I decided to go for fully bald. And by the way, I fucking hate the word pube, pubic, Ooh, pubic hair is like, oh my God, that we really need to come up with some other scientific word because pubic hair, I mean, foul, grody, disgusting, nasty. Anyways, I usually have pubic hair. I decided to go fully bald. <laughs> I applied Veet as per instructions, slathering it on, legs akimbo on my bed, Feeling kind of saucy. What the fuck is akimbo? Is that a typo? I K or A K I M B O. Uh, oh my God, it's a real word. What does it mean? With hands on the hips and elbows turned out, she stood with arms akimbo, frowning at the small boy. With hands on the hips and elbows turned out. What is out? Is that like the barbos? Like, what are we doing here? Oh, of other limbs flung out widely or haphazardly. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Now, ladies, yeah, what's cooler than being cool? Ice is cold. Anyways, 
slathering it on, legs haphazardly spread on my bed, feeling kind of saucy. Within 30 seconds, my mons pubis became a fupa. (laughs) Flaming upper pussy area. Oh, I need to be friends with this author immediately. The pain was sudden and searing. My bathroom is on the middle floor of the house, and I usually don't walk around naked. But I, John Wayne, speedwalked down those stairs butt naked, my middle-aged giblets flubbering around like raw steak covered in a smoking white paste. My 12-week-old kitten freaking out as if I'd put a snake next to her. I mean, every author needs to step down. This Reddit post deserves, like, a literary prize. Holy shit. (laughs) I'm obsessed with the picture that's being painted right now. I flopped... (laughs) The way I'm convinced that Brittany Broski wrote this. I flop my charring meat into the sink and try to rinse it off, the pain of even cool water touching it, making me squeal for the Lord. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think you understand, babes. I'm obsessed. Is this woman British? Like, it's giving just, I don't know why, but it's giving British vibes, you know? Anyways, back to the story. All right, so she flops her charring meat into the sink and tries to rinse it off. The pain of even cool water only touching it makes her squeal for the Lord. Only, Veet is greasy and slippery AF. It won't simply rinse. I desperately grabbed the Veet scraper and tried. Oh my god, I mean, like, my body's squealing for the Lord. I desperately grabbed the Veet scraper and tried to use it to remove the godforsaken creme du acid off my mound. (laughs) I'm going to start referring to my genitalia as a mound. That's everything. One light scrape and I scream out so loudly that my ears ring. Great. Now my puss puss is bleeding. And in all caps... And the hair is still there. So I jump in the shower with cold water. I end up laying legs apart, wheezing and panting as if I'm crowning a lava baby. (laughs) Eventually, the cream is all off and the water isn't helping anymore. And I'm gasping from pain. So I go downstairs and apply hydrocortisone cream, take some painkillers, put on my underwear, and... (gasps) Oh my god, okay I read like the beginnings and the ends of these stories I didn't really read The middle part, the mound if you will (laughs) I go downstairs and apply hydrocortisone cream Take some painkillers, put on my underwear And shove half a wrapped frozen ciabatta down the front (laughs) Sweet icy sourdough You are the only thing getting into my underwear this weekend. Please send thoughts and prayers for when I have to pee. P.S. I'm burned from mons to arse and everything in between. P.P.S. I'm a nurse, so I know how to treat the burn and watch for infection. Fuck my life. (laughs) Oh my God, that is insane. And wow, it is actually uncovering a memory I had forgotten I had. And back when I lived in the first house in Los Angeles, after living in, tw- living in an apartment, it was with Christine and Andrew. 
I, oh my God, I remember I was in that little pink bathroom or that bathroom with pink tile, per, should I should say. And I got Nair because I was getting laser hair on my back and my butt crack. And I just wasn't noticing much of a change in my butt crack. Not for anything other than to make wiping simpler. Like I, not to get so disgusting, but like, Listen, we all got butt crack hair, unless you've gotten that shit actually lasered off or veeded off. But I have butt crack hair. And so that's why I was getting my back lasered. And I figured, let's throw the crack in while we're here. It wasn't working. And I didn't really notice much of a difference. Granted, I, looking back, don't think they were like getting down in the trench if you catch the gist. So I thought, you know what? I'm a budding scientist. Let's get some nair. And I only knew of Nair because of the Nicki Minaj lyric. Here, now you're gone. Nair. <laughs> that, is, that really does explain a whole lot about me. But I got Nair and I was like, okay, this is perfect. I'm going to try it on my butt crack. I'm in my pink shower. Literally, I think maybe I had a glove on this part. I don't remember. I am slathering my ass crack with Nair, forgetting that... Okay, you guys are just getting a whole new side of me, and it's my backside. When I wipe, I don't... This is why I have a bidet, honestly, because I mentioned in my last episode, my ass crack, when I wipe a lot, is like a wounded soldier coming home from war. So I'm like a... I'm a wiper, you know? I First of all, stand and wipe. Yes, thank you so much. And also, I like want to make sure that there's no... There's no poopy left at the end. <laughs> I want to make sure I do a thorough job, which often ends in me causing my ass crack to bleed. Okay? You got it out of me, you freaky, kinky bitches. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just now realizing that my cleaning lady is upstairs and can hear me. Oh my God. <sighs> Whatever. It's never a dull moment. So I'm in the shower, nair everywhere. And I didn't remember that I caused my ass crack to bleed from wiping. So I have pretty much put Nair into open wounds in my trench. I was not mistrenchable. I was Mr. Trenchful. It was awful. It stung so bad, but I stuck with it. And I wiped that shit out. I had a squeaky clean butthole. Granted, it did hurt to like even sit down for the next week. But... um. Yeah, I I really feel a sense of resonation, if you will, with this woman. Um, granted, you were doing it um, because you were on a romantic getaway with your boyfriend. I was doing it simply because I wanted to wipe five minutes less every time I took a shit. Wow, I can't believe I just shared that with <laughs> the world. <laughs> oh my God, that is so cringy. But whatever, I mean... I've shit my pants on camera and put it on my YouTube channel. I mean, why is this shocking or new to you? Oh, I forget that this audience could be a little bit different. Well, hey, y'all, how y'all doing? <laughs> Alrighty, and that is all we have from Reddit today. I just thought that these were fun little chuckles. The Today I Fucked Up Reddit page is like just filled with so many jams, uncut jams. Oh, the way I'm already romanticizing that time of life when we're all just walking around. Anka Jams. Why does the past always feel more comforting even though we are still going through hell? 
What what is that? Anyways, a tangent that we're not going on right now. Now we are getting to the part of the episode that I am living. Oh my God, I'm just so excited to do. And that is because, and even if, okay, listen, 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 Linda, listen. Even if you're not a Bravo, Real Housewives, any kind of listener, you have to sit around and listen to this because this shit is, oh my God, crazy. Like, I don't know if reality television gets Emmys, but these women fucking deserve to. Oh my God. Also, if you haven't, be sure and watch um, our old episode. I think it's like episode 70 something with Heather Gay, who was one of the housewives that we're discussing. Um, I was rewatching it and part of that episode is brought up indirectly in this story. Oh my God, this is just crazy. Okay, so Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I'm going to do my best to give everybody kind of the nooks and crannies so you can understand this all. I have I have audio for you all to hear. I mean, like I came prepared today. It's like the most prepared I'll ever be for a podcast. So buckle up and take a hit, bitch. So, oh my God, this last Monday... Or Tuesday. I don't remember the day. It's not fucking important. This week, the f- season four finale of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City aired on national television. And leading up to it, we kind of knew that there was going to be some phone call or something just based off of previews and us not having seen that phone call take place. So there are two new housewives this season. Angie Casa Vega or Casa Migos, or I don't really know. We call her Angie K, which is funny because that's also what my family calls my mom. So I'm like, I hate Angie K. <laughs> but I'm like, not you, mom. Um, and then there's another one, Monica Garcia. She is joining on season four, the four original since season one castmates of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. There's Meredith Marks, there's Lisa Barlow, there's Whitney Rose, and there's Heather Gay. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm just so excited. This was... I mean, I've watched this episode six times. It's Friday. I think the episode aired on Tuesday. I've watched it six uh, six times. And I'm sorry for the burps, guys. Okay, they just... I'm so passionate. It's coming out of all ends. <laughs> um, okay, so this season is the first time that they've been able to travel internationally because on the past three seasons, there was a woman named Jen Shaw who was a housewife. And she was defrauding elders in like a scheme and she's now in prison. Oh my God. I mean, you guys need to watch Salt Lake City. It's only on, it just finished its fourth season. The reunion episode one of three starts this week. This sounds like a fucking brand deal, but it's just such a good franchise and start now while the episodes are, or like while you're not too far behind. Oh my God. It's so good. Okay. So Jen Shaw's in prison and the four women at various points have gone to bat for her because Jen was telling them that she's innocent and that she didn't fraud all of these people. I mean, there's an episode where Homeland Security, NYPD, like another police jurisdiction, like Homeland Security, FBI, like eight different jurisdictions show up in Salt Lake City while the women are boarding a bus to go on a girl's trip to like Aspen or something. And Jen is on the Sprinter van, gets a call, turns her mic off and leaves. And then all of these people show up. Guys, I mean, you can't write this shit. So, (laughs) um, she's in jail and um, the woman, the women, the four original women kind of stood up or supported her at various points up until she pled guilty because they thought that maybe she was innocent and somehow this was a misunderstanding, which I honestly, 
looking at and watching, I'm like, okay, that woman is a criminal. Like, oh my God, when you see it, she has just, she throws glasses at her husband's parties. I mean, she's unhinged, actually, genuine. Like, she makes me want to change the name of my podcast to like Church Boy because I seem tame compared to this woman. I mean, on just first of all, that I'm not a criminal. <laughs> um, so they all, and she was like emotionally and honestly physically abusive to like her staff and also to some of the other girls. Oh my God. Yeah. No, she was physically abusive. We'll get into that. Oh my God. So this season, the women have like a new outlook and they're like, okay, wow, that was insane. Like, why did we stick up for her? All this shit. One of the reasons that she got like exposed was because there was this Instagram account that was like a, a tea page, if you will, like exposing Jen Shaw. That wasn't the name of it, but that was just sort of the point of this Instagram account. So there's all these videos getting leaked and all of this. And in the process of this, people are submitting to this page about the other housewives, even though it was just a page just to expose Jen Shaw, the criminal. So these women have been like a victim of this account for years. Okay. Also on the show in past seasons, there has been housewives who will talk about other women on the shows like businesses and how like there's an SEC filing and all of these different things. And they get DMs about it. There's a lot of like DMs happening to these women on unlike on any other franchise I've seen. So this season, they get into it again with their there's these DMs. And they're saying that the new housewife Angie K is in the mafia, in the Greek mafia in Salt Lake City. I mean, it's just crazy. The show is gold. On like the last four episodes of the season, they finally go on an international trip to Bermuda to celebrate the new housewife Monica's birthday. And Monica has been like sort of like a She's like a Rottweiler. I get the vibe of like, just has no problems fighting, has no problems saying what she means or wants to say, saying what she feels. And her mom and her get into a fight pretty much every episode. It is the weirdest thing. And she's also like kind of a poorer housewife. Like she isn't like this stereotypical, like rich, wealthy, well-off housewife. She... Talk she, like one of the first episodes she was on, she cried about how she went into the Louis Vuitton store and bought a bag. I'm like, no, babe, that's not relatable. Nobody goes into the Louis Vuitton store and buys a bag and then cries about it. Like, just she acted like she was held at like gunpoint to go into the store. And that was when they went to Palm Springs to the Trixie Motel. And she was like, I'm mom, I, I went and bought a Louis bag. And it was just like, okay, weird. So she just already has this like sense of insecurity in the group of women. If I'm going to like use hindsight. Oh my God, sorry. I feel like I'm really dragging this out, but I want to make sure everybody gets like the magnitude of this situation. So the last four episodes roll around and they go to Bermuda, the cast's first ever international trip. And they get this big house on the water. Heather is hosting the trip with Monica, but it's like really Heather's trip. And they get this big house on the water. It's for Monica's birthday. Monica has family in Bermuda, and that's why she she used to grow up in Bermuda and all the time. So that's why they picked Bermuda. While they're there, 
And this whole season, by the way, Monica has like slowly been like telling everybody like different pieces of gossip about each of the other's lives. But it seemed very like subtle and nonchalant the way she was saying it. It seemed like she would basically say that other people were talking about this and then would tell the other people what the rumor is. But yeah, so she was basically the one spreading like rumors about other castmates. So they get to the final episode and there's been talks on this trip of DMs being sent and a lot of people think that Meredith is the one behind this anonymous account sending like IRS filings and like all of this stuff about Angie K being in the Greek mafia and owing the IRS money and sketchy shit. So everybody blames Meredith, one of the OGs who is on way too many prescriptions to be able to run a fake account. Let's just get that out of the way. I don't know why people think it's her. But everybody assumes it's Meredith because she was caught up in something with this, like this with Lisa last season. So everybody's like, it's you sending this shit from an anonymous account, blah, blah, blah. Monica's like, I think it's like, Monica's basically making it seem like Meredith is the one who's bringing up all this mafia shit and all these DMs and stuff. It comes out that Meredith tells Monica about this DM. And so she only brought it up to Monica because Monica told her all of this stuff. And she's like, hey, I got a DM saying everything that you just told me. That's weird. Like, did you get it also? And so basically, the last episode comes around. Oh my God, it's fucking everything. The last episode comes around. And... They're doing like the classic like moped and they're like having fun and like blah, blah, blah. They've been there for four days now. And then it gets to the Bravo dramatics. Oh, I mean, it was perfection. So it shows Heather getting a call and like all the camera stuff is down. It's crazy that their mics are on and being recorded even when the cameras are just down. So they're picking it up, going into Heather's room. She's like, what? I can't believe it's her. Like, da, 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 da. Going into this, I thought that so there was a thing that came out about Heather and her beauty lab. So she has like a med spa pretty much called Beauty Lab and Laser. And that's like been her thing. And she's it's really successful. I cannot wait to go and visit. And so the rumor was that Monica owed a lot of money to Beauty Lab, hadn't paid her bills. And so that's what I thought this phone call was about. We get we hear Heather having this phone call, kicking the crew out of her room, like saying da-da-da-da-da. The amount of title screens in this episode with like timestamps, it's like one hour later, four hours later, three hours earlier. I mean, that's how you know it's a good fucking episode. So, <laughs> so after the phone call, it's like four hours later, and it's the girls going around or walking out of the house to a dinner that's Bermuda Triangle themed. And this, based off of the previews, is when we know shit's about to go down. (laughs) And every night on this trip, like, they have a dinner and someone else organizes it. It's like that kind of thing. So it's not weird that they're, like, going to this thing. So they're having dinner. They're all sitting down. And Heather starts explaining the theme of the dinner, which is Bermuda Triangle themed. There's treasures and unsolved mysteries. And earlier in the season, they had made these, like, little... Amish dolls or like uh, Mormon dolls. I don't fucking know. Like Pioneer. Like it's like a styrofoam ball with like a napkin rubber banded around it to make a head. Anyways, those dolls make an appearance at dinner. And whoever doll you have, you can ask them 
about an unsolved mystery that you have with that person. So some of the women do the light work. They're like, oh, I have Heather. And Heather, I don't understand why you didn't support me. And like, I have Lisa. And Lisa, I don't understand why you accused me of being dramatic. It's Heather's turn. Oh my God. I mean, full body chills. My nipples are rock hard. Granted, because my house is freezing. So Heather goes, I have Meredith. I don't really have any mysteries or questions for Meredith. However, I do have some unsolved mysteries for Monica. Points at Monica. All the, I noticed that all the housewives at the table didn't seem really shocked by this, which had me thinking, oh my God, we haven't seen the preview of Heather in this same outfit, but it's sunset. So Heather starts going, when I first met you, we bonded over like being single moms. And like, I really just connected with you. And I thought you were a truth teller and an honesty seeker. But I think what you really are is, and then it cuts and does like three hours earlier. And it's (laughs) the most deranged shit ever. The music is like Heather in Egypt or something. The music is so crazy. But it's Heather standing on a beach and you see the other three OG housewives come down the stairs and they're like, wait, what's going on? Why? Wait, I got your text. Why did you want us to come down here? And oh my God, it's incredible. Heather is basically just telling them, I have something to tell you. It's not good. It's really bad. And da da da. Monica is not our friend. And she's like, we've been through a lot the last four years. You know, like we fought really hard to like remain good with each other, as good as we can be. But Monica's not our friend. Um, I got proof that she is Reality Von Teese, which is the name of the Instagram account that's been torturing these women, apparently. I have no neck in this game. I mean, obviously, I love Heather. But like, I have no neck in this game. I've never been affected or a victim of Reality Von Teese. And so... Like Lisa and Meredith burst into tears. And like right then and there, I'm like, holy shit, this has really affected them. Reality Von Tees is the Instagram. And Heather basically has found out that Monica's reality is running this account that has like made these women victims. And so they go back and show the phone call, the full one. And, and it's like Heather saying, like, I can't believe it's her. I can't believe it's Monica. All of this stuff. So then it cuts back to the dinner and it goes, Heather, I have a mystery for you. And then Monica goes, oh no, or oh God. And Heather says this, like, I know who you really are and who you really are is reality Von Tees. And she goes, you are a bully. You are all of this. And the dinner explodes. Monica passed the vibe check 0%. If someone came to me and was like, Hi, I know that you've been running this tea account that has put all of our shit on blast and made has tortured us for years. I would be like, okay, yeah, I feel really fucking bad about it. It was something that was looming over my head. If truly you weren't guilty, like that's what I would say. Monica basically is like, that's not true. Heather, like, how dare you? And Lisa Barlow goes off and she's like, you fucking bet. And then Monica's like, you dumb bitch, all of this stuff. They all really start getting into it. And Heather, I've just never seen her be so confident with it. She says the following, which you've probably seen all over social media at this point, but it is some of the most iconic shit ever. And the editing with like the thuds. Okay, here we go. This is her 
like basically Monica's like, I want, like, I need all the proof you have. Like, I need receipts. I want. And Heather goes, Oh, this is how I know I'm right, is because I have the fu- receipts, proof, timeline, screenshots, fucking everything to prove that you are a fucking and a fucking I, I mean, the way I have this on my phone just to watch, because that she is going in. So basically, Monica then is like, Okay. That's not entirely true. And they're all like, what does that mean? Like, entirely true. And she goes, it wasn't just me. It was a couple of people. And so Heather is talking about how she kind of deduced this. And I have a bunch of clips to play um, that kind of walk you through from Heather's point of view. Before I even met Monica, I had known about her through our mutual friend, Tanisha. Tisha's been my hairstylist for over three years, and she used to be Monica's closest friend. Monica had a way of handling sensitive information that made me feel so uneasy. So Monica, like I said, would just kind of like tell all the gossip, but then act like she wasn't spreading it. She was oversharing. But looking back on it now, it was something much more sinister. Information as a weapon. She relished in the dirty, dark details, in the scandal, even the dark stuff about her. She was so quick to tell the world because she's so used to exposing everyone else. But in the moment, I didn't see it. And then right before we left for Bermuda, things started to get really weird. Okay, so... She goes on to say that she went to Beauty Lab to get a gift card for Monica because, again, it was her birthday that they're on this trip for. And she noticed that they had three Monicas in the system, all with different last names, all with the same birthday, and one of them having not paid her bills. So she goes on to say that, like, later, like, on the trip, before this dinner, obviously, Heather and Monica were on the beach talking, and she was like, do you think Meredith is sending these DMs? And Monica's like, I don't think any of you guys would do this. Honestly, that's something I would do. Like, (laughs) and tried to laugh it off. And I was like, huh? And that was sort of what tipped it off. So Heather went to her hair girl, Tanisha, who ended up being a part of this technically. And Tanisha basically came to a like sense of conscience and told Heather everything, sending her screenshots, voice memos, all of this shit proving that Monica was like the one she was driving by Jen Shaw's house. Like it's so weird. Oh my God. I forgot to fucking mention that I wore this shirt. I have two words for you. Get help from middle kid for Monica. Monica, read the shirt. Thank you so much. So then Heather goes on to like really make sure that this is true. So she sends like all of the stuff that Tanisha sent her to, I don't know. They bleeped out who it was. I don't know why I've, in my head, I'm like, it's NASA. <laughs> Girl, I don't think NASA's dealing with this. But she basically, that was who was on the phone with her that Bravo caught. So then Monica's trying to like explain that she did made this account to take down Jen Shah, and she says the following. The worst humans I've ever met in my life. I don't think Reality Vontese was a bad thing. I think the scamming elderly people out of millions of dollars is a bad thing, but I think having a burner page on an Instagram account to expose someone and their abuse is not a bad thing. I think that's just telling the truth. And here's my thing. Yes, I agree that having a burner account isn't 
bad in comparison to scamming elderly people out of money. But I think both things can be fucking true that it's bad to defraud elderly people and embezzle money. It's also like strange, creepy, and like off-putting to have an account that has like traumatized these women and then apply to be a part of their group and not say anything. Sitting around the table with them for three months. Meredith at one point is like, you have sat around this table for three months. And I think that's insane that people within your own group are the ones who have like tortured you. And then earlier in the season, Meredith has a store. Okay. She brings Monica to the store earlier in the season. And Monica's like, wow. Oh my God. I've never been here before. This is so cute. After all of this, Monica is seen on Meredith's footage with Jen Shaw in her store, blonde, with a different last name. And Monica's trying to act like that wasn't her. Or And Meredith's like, I have you on my security cameras in my store! <laughs> Guys, it's just incredible television. I'm not even doing justice for this. I mean, it is impeccable television. So Monica basically says on like her confessional that the account was really just targeted at Jen and the other women were collateral damage. And if these women are collateral damage, it doesn't matter like what you did to help this account or run this account or anything. She claims that she didn't create the account. It's not her account. There were other people besides her running it and posting things. And she never posted anything about the women at the table. But if you know that these women are collateral damage, why would you not address and say, hey guys, um, I want to be super clear. I was ran this account to take down Jen. I know they posted shitty things. I want you to know I had nothing to do with that. Here's all the info. That's how you fucking handle it. Like, I just don't understand this, like, ugh, I don't know. I think it's so weird that she hung out with them. That is crazy. So then, <laughs> Heather stands up and goes, you don't even understand, Monica. Us women have been through this shit before, and we are not doing it again. We have stood by Jen and defended Jen and received shit daily from her and fans of the show about why we're supporting her. But she was our friend and she said she was innocent, so we supported her. We're not doing that shit again, okay? I went on book tour and defended the fact that Jen gave me a black eye. Oh! Heather last season got a black eye on their trip to San Diego and didn't remember how it happened. She just called Meredith and Jen into her room and... It was just this thing that she didn't want to talk about. She made it really confusing. I addressed it with her in person on the podcast episode, Escaping the Mormon Church. And so she just always claimed she didn't know how she got it. She felt embarrassed by it, all of this stuff. And I remember thinking like, bitch, there's no one who gave it to you except Jen. Like, I just remember watching that and being like, okay, so Jen beat your ass for sure. And so I, that was like a huge bomb dropped. And so Monica's like, well, I'm good. I'm glad that you're finally telling the truth. Jen, who's in prison, I don't know how she watches this or is posting on her story, posted on her story, Bravo, if I punched Heather in her eye, you guys would have footage to prove it. It's clear the show can't live without me since I was brought up at the beginning, middle, and end of season four. Andy is still butthurt that I turned down his one-on-one -on -one interview. Why would you sit down with someone who gave another cast member a black eye? Next story. Which, babe, you did it. Like, let's just call a fucking black eye a black eye. So while I was watching this again 
for like the 300th time, I started to go down the spiral of going to everybody's different Instagram accounts. Ew. Okay, really quick. I want to like just tacky alert. I went to Monica's page after I watched the finale and she has this picture. She did like a whole photo shoot of holding like these fake newspaper covers of like the New York Times. And it's like, Monica is reality Vontees. And she's like, it's just so tacky and gross. And like, yes, defrauding people out of money is bad, but so is being a fucking mentally ill weirdo in this capacity. Like that's a mental illness to like seek out all these people, apply to be in their friend group and then dig up shit on them and post it. That is, I would feel so personally uncomfortable if there was someone in such close proximity to me. And so for her to just like embrace it, I guess like good for you, but I think it's so tacky and gross. So I did a lot of sleuthing for this episode, bitches. And I found Tanisha's page. And so I started to watch her stories and she's coming out about all of this. And she is like, she was in the group chat. She was basically helped create the account, but she explains kind of the way she did this and is also posting screenshots of their group chat with Monica and this other person who like ran the account with them. She is like driving by Jen's house. And has a picture of Jen in her house. She, this woman has four kids, Monica. Like, get a life. Oh my God. So basically, Tanisha breaks down the whole, like, her starting the page. She had a burner account that she says that she looked at to look at her baby daddy. She gave Monica the same email or that account because she wasn't really, like, keeping tabs on him anymore. And so she's like, here, your last page got deleted. Here, just take this email. I don't give a shit. And so that's technically Monica's correct about not starting the page. However, it's just so strange. And I saw Tanisha repost something and it said, this is the only time I will post about this. The most disrespected person in America is the black woman. Monica Garcia really went on national TV to try to use a black woman as a scapegoat. The only crime Tanisha Styles did was be a great friend to her. The worst enemy to have is someone who used to be a friend. Monica Garcia is heartless and her clout-chasing crew, y'all know who you are, are just as vile. So Tanisha is a hairstylist who is Heather's hairstylist and worked previously like for a short time for Jen. Tanisha said that she knew that Monica and this other person had like were traumatized by Jen and had this beef And she just said she was being a supportive friend. She's like, I don't really have beef with Jen. I barely know her. Or maybe she didn't work with her. Don't quote me on that. She's basically saying, though, like, I don't know Jen. I don't have beef with this lady. Like, I'm just supporting my friends. They're mad. They seem really worked up. Like, I want to be there for them. Like, if this is how they want to handle it, go for it. Which I get. Seriously. Like, when my friends are venting, I'm always like, yeah, fuck them. I mean, not really, because I do try and be like, well, what was the other side? But she just was like, okay, my friends are going through it. Like, I'll be there for them and all of that. So that is like her involvement in it. I just think it's wild. Like, I just think it's wild. Monica's like been driving past these people's houses, is asking for Heather's address. Like, it's all just so off-putting to then have her be on the show. But oh my God. I mean, there is no justice that me on this podcast is going to give this episode. I highly recommend watching from season one to get the full... Oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. And I hate that people are Team Monica as if she brought something 
besides her fighting with her mom to the season. Like, everyone's like, I love Monica. This season would have been dead without her. Honestly, Heather made this season. Oh, my God. She fucking fought. Oh, my God. The way she spoke. Anyways, I this has just been all that has been playing in my brain this week. And I need to get it out because I need to spread the good word about the Book of Mormon. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm literally a Mormon on... What is it? Um, oh, my God. Not birthright. I'm a Mormon on... What is it when they volunteer? They volunteer, whatever. I don't fucking care. Or on mission. Oh, I'm a. I'm like a Mormon on mission. <laughs> Anyways, that is the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City season four finale. It was just so delicious. Like the way the strength in which Heather was talking, the editing. Give Bravo editors a raise and then an Oscar, an Emmy, a Grammy, and a Tony. I mean, this truly. Oh my god, I'm like shaking right now. Oh, it was so good. And I honestly might go rewatch it again. Who even knows? <laughs> it just was so good. Oh my God. I've been texting everybody about it. Even my one friend, Dory, who I've been like trying to get to watch because like we both share like some trashy reality TV in common. And I'm like, the fact that you won't watch The Housewives, like, come on, just trust me on this. And she sent something and she's like, okay, now I might need to watch. And I'm like, bitch, I fucking told you. Anyways. Oh my God, it is just everything and more and I needed to spread the good word. So thank you guys for tuning in. I don't know if this was anybody's cup of tea, but oh my God, I'm like feral about it. Oh my God, and the fact that they were there to celebrate her birthday, that is that is insane to me. Anyways, I'm gonna go because I could truly talk about this for 40 more hours. I don't even know how long I've been talking about it. Oh my God, it's so good. Watch it. Go read up on it. Oh my God, Heather, love you, girl. Meredith, you've really grown on me, mostly just because of how you yelled at that final dinner. Lisa Barlow, Monica did call you out for being a Trump supporter, but like, <gasps> okay, pause, 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 rewind. Okay, so you know the trip that I talked about where Monica bought a Louis bag and cried about it and they went to Palm Springs. They land in Palm Springs. Lisa Barlow is in the bathroom and loses like one of her $60,000 rings falls off. Monica goes into the bathroom to help her. They don't find it. Uh, I have nothing but the following to think. Monica stole the fucking ring and then helped Lisa look for it. Insane. Insane. I, I would almost bet my life that Monica stole that motherfucking ring. I would bet my life on it. That's alleged. That is not. <laughs> don't come for me, Monica. Okay? I'm not trying to give you any more money to buy Louis bags to cry over. But... Oh, that's something I wanted to talk about. Is that not suspicious? Like this woman knows no bounds and that to me is terrifying. Okay, now I'm done. I promise. I don't know if I'm gonna film an after show because I think I'm just gonna continue to talk about this, but feel free to watch last week's after show and um, be sure to rate and review Unhinged with Chris Clemens wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe either to the audio or video on youtube.com slash at unhinged. Yeah. Thank you guys for all the love and support. Keep getting your friends involved. Also, there's a couple tickets maybe left for Philly. I really don't even know what that's looking like, um, but that's going to be in a couple days from when this is posted. So yeah, I love you guys. I even brought my little flower pen. If you catch my gist down to shoot an after show, but I'm just so gassed up. I really just think I want to watch the episode again. 
Um, so there is no after show, but there will be next week um, because I have. Oh, ooh, I've got set like a fun episode next week. It's spooky, scary. <laughs> um, okay, wow. Who needs coffee? No, I've had a lot of coffee. Okay. <laughs> I am. So, oh my god, go watch this. That's your fucking homework. By next week, go watch it. And if you have watched it, leave a comment. Okay, I'm for sure leaving now. This is insane. Bye. <laughs> Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.